podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red. As you can tell by my voice, I'm not Dave, it's me Guy. He is unfortunately busy, uh, so we're going to record two-footed a bit later. Hopefully should be out on time for you if you listen to both shows, but I will be doing this. And as it's me, it's fallen on a Klopp's uh, press conference, which seems to happen every time I do this. Uh, just before we start, I am <clears throat> got a bit of a cold, or hopefully just a cold. Um, so if you end up hearing a bit of... Bit of nasally, bit more nasally than usual. I am sorry for that, but the show needs doing, so I'm going to soldier on. But we do have this press conference to go through, as I said. Um, <clears throat> so the first thing he was asked was about five subs. Uh, we know Klopp has championed that for a while now, and it, it's kind of been him. I know Pep's talked about it a few a bit as well, but it has seemingly been Klopp who has been the one fighting on that front, not complaining, not complaining, but really wanting it. Obviously, there's the debate whether it um, helps the bigger teams more so than the uh, smaller teams, and it definitely does, but at the same time, it could be a good thing for smaller teams because if they've got limited money or something like that, maybe they don't want to buy a player in fear of that, he just won't get the minutes, but with five subs, you get to use more players, <clears throat> you get to rotate a bit more in, in, in periods. Obviously, they won't have the same squad quality as us and Man City, Chelsea, etc. <clears throat> but player opportunity is a big thing, and I mean, more young players will get a go. I'll use Burnley as an example. I don't remember them using many academy kids outside of Dwight McNeil. Maybe it'll give more players like that a chance if they do have a, com- a comfortable game one week. They can use a younger player or something like that. Or take more of a gamble in a game. It's I think it should be interesting, but it I think Klopp's always worded it. There's more games coming each season. Five subs. I think we had it in the um, half COVID year, <clears throat> didn't we? So I think I think it I think it is good, and, and we've seen how Liverpool have used it in the Champions League this season. I think it was the Inter Milan first leg where where we used it to great effect with um, Naby and Henderson coming on. I can't remember who else came on, but them two made a huge impact. And <clears throat> you compare that to Klopp's use of subs in the Premier League, and he's got to be so much more cautious because you make the two, and then you're left with one for an injury or something like that. Whereas if you've got five, you can use four, and you've still got. Um, a spare one for an injury, so it it should it should help Liverpool. And let's be honest, we're all Liverpool fans here. It it helps us. It probably helps us in Man City more so than most teams, and maybe Chelsea. But who knows what's going on with them at the minute? But yeah, five subs. I think it's a good thing for us. As, as I said, Champions League, the proof for it. It it it's helped us already this season. Um, Mo and Mane obviously had well, they've had a couple. 
I'll say run-ins, it's not really running, but they've had to play each other at international level uh, a couple times a season, obviously AFCON final, and they played twice in the international break with Mane's Senegal knocking out Moore's Egypt. And Klopp was asked about, well, basically, I think they mentioned professionalism. I don't think that's ever in doubt with these two. It's just whether I think Moore could get over the disappointment. And he's obviously not had the best form since he came back from AFCON. But he was ran into the ground in AFCON. I think it was like three or four 120-minute games. And yeah, he obviously played 90 against uh, Senegal and Egypt and then 120 in, in the second leg as well. So that probably doesn't help our case as well. But fortunately, we, we do have forward options now, I suppose. But I, I don't think professionalism's is an issue with, with Moore. Certainly not with Mane either. Um, obviously, he'll be disapp- uh, Moore will be disappointed. Um, but... Yeah, he'll get on with it. He's He's got huge achievements to come, hopefully. We know his ambitions. He wants to be the Ballon d'Or winner. He wants to be recognised as the best player in the world. And to do that, obviously winning AFCON would have helped and, and qualifying for the World Cup. But if we go on and win even one more trophy, it's going to look huge. If he <clears throat> if he beats goal-scoring records in the Premier League again... It, it it's almost going to be undeniable. It, it's he's just going to have to if he returns to his form pre Afcon. It, it it will it just will be unquestionable that he'll be the best player in the world. But we we know well we know FIFA with uh, the Ballon d'Or. It, it it can be weird. They'll probably just give it to Messi for banter or something like that. But um, yeah, it, it, I have no issue with Mo Barnett. It's just well we saw Mane didn't want us didn't want Liverpool celebrating Afcon in, in respect for Mo. And there's always been. Talks about them two not liking each other, but I'm sure there's a respect there and no issue really, as I say. Um, bit of a fitness update from Klopp. Trent trained yesterday in part. He should be in full training today. Uh, uh, Robbo's fine after COVID. He missed Scotland's first game and then played the second one. Uh, Naby missed training yesterday, so maybe these international-itis uh, injuries we all thought may have actually been legit, but Naby missed training yesterday. He hasn't... Uh, Klopp hasn't been updated yet if Naby's fit, but we know with Trent's basically our only right-back, obviously Nico's on loan. Gomez is the cover now, but he is a centre-back, so he can't really recreate anything um, Trent does, which is fine. But Trent is our biggest creative force in the team, so we, we do need him for Benfica and certainly for Man City. We've already played... Uh, Man City without Trent this season, and it didn't go well down that side. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of an update. Uh, Robbo's fine, so yeah, he'll probably play. But Simicass is absolutely spot on as a uh, as a backup, isn't he? So no issues there if he needs a rest or something after his COVID. Naby's probably the issue because we know. Well, we've kind of got into the river of rotating him and Thiago, and it it worked really well in in our winning spree. Obviously. Tiago, I think there's no word about him being unfit at the minute. So if Tiago plays Watford, hopefully Naby's fine for Benfica. And Tiago could play City, for instance. But uh, yeah, we we need Naby back because well, our midfield just looks night and day when one of them two's in that left midfield spot compared to when someone isn't. We we've seen the weakness there when when well Henderson's shifted over. He's never he's never really played left side. Curtis Jones isn't really on their level just yet. Maybe could get there, but not yet. So I think <clears throat> Naby being injured, we're kind of used to it by now, unfortunately. But hopefully he's back for Benfica if he's not back for Watford. But we do have the early game, so 
hopefully a bit more uh, training time in between. I don't even know what day we play Benfica. I, I assume Tuesday. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a disappointment, but hopefully he's fine. It, it's uh, But as, as I said, with Trent, Benfica and Man City the, should be the bigger games. We do obviously have to beat Watford, but... We should be fine. Well, Thiago's the the main starter there anyway, but uh, we just need him for rotation option. And he's been really good this season, undoubtedly. Um, da, da, da. Klopp was asked about playing before City, and he kind of just brushed it off, saying, "Well, we caught up. We just got off focus on Watford." Whereas I think, from my opinion, it is nice if we do beat Watford. Don't worry, I am touching my desk or I'm touching wood. I'm not jinxing us. Um, it, 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 to see us top of the table, even if it is, I'm not sure when Man City play, even for a couple hours or a day or whenever the hell Man City play, it it should it it'll just look good. It'll feel good to be back, like picturesque Liverpool top of the t- table. I can't even remember who Man City. I think they're playing Burnley at that actually because he was asked later on about them playing a relegation team. Man City always <laughs> always beat Burnley, so it may not last that long, but they're putting the pressure on them. This Man City team not ha- really had to deal with pressure this season, or certainly not since we slipped up in a few games and so did Chelsea. So they've not really felt pressure. And now that we're back breathing on their necks and then can overtake them before their game, Burnley obviously need all the points they can get. So does Watford, obviously. But if Man City feel the pressure, we've seen them slip up in a few games. I mean, Palace, goalless, Southampton, the Drew as well, not in the Cup, the Premier League one, um, and Tottenham, obviously. So yeah, a few slip ups and maybe maybe Burnley could do us a favour. Um, but yeah, it it'll be great to see if we are top of the table for uh, for even if it is a few hours or however long um, till the Man City game. <clears throat> um, I don't think Klopp was asked about this, but he kind of brought up half twelve atmospheres. Obviously, I'm not the biggest match goer. I am a jinx, as we figured out on other podcasts. So I try not to go. I mean, I'd love to go, but. If we lost, it'd be my fault, and yeah, I wouldn't be allowed to support Liverpool. <laughs> maybe, maybe if we have a down year, I should have went last year. Um, that's probably what I'm saying. But um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a strange one because of half twelve after an international break against a relegation threatened team. I mean, the games I've gone to have been against lower quality opposition. It wasn't the greatest atmosphere, Anfield it's special, but especially for me, obviously. Um, but yeah, half twelve kickoffs of. I don't know, Klopp's never really liked them. Obviously, we had a poor record when he first joined. We've, I, I assume we've sorted that because we don't really lose many games nowadays. But yeah, if he, I think he said, I think he said, if, you, if you're not there to sing and shout, please give your ticket away. So that's quite bold from Klopp, really, or strong from Klopp. So yeah, yeah I think if you make the atmosphere as big as possible, it, I'll say in tough circumstances, but in unideal circumstance you wake up early get there especially if you come from out of town or whatever but um yeah maybe i'm trying to make it a good atmosphere if you are going it, it you might, should do all the time really but yeah i've been there in them games which are a bit dire on on earlyish um earlyish mornings or early afternoons but yeah it's uh hopefully it's a good atmosphere but i'm sure ben faker and certainly man city will be if not um but yeah just try your best um Klopp was asked about both us and City playing against relegation threatened teams. Um, not Everton. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's a weird one. I think if you're playing them early on in the season, 
might be a good thing because they're obviously of lower quality. I can't remember what our score was against Man uh, against what f it was Ranieri's first game, wasn't it? We battled them if I remember correctly. Um, so playing these lower quality teams is obviously a good thing. But once, however, I think there's eight games left for most teams, and then some are on nine, some are on ten, etc. But once you get into the desperation point of the season, we've seen teams go on mad runs. I mean, Roy Hodgson's managing. Um, Watford now, but yeah, we remember his full his Fulham runway just went mentally went super saiyan for a little while. Um, but we've seen other teams do that. West Brom, um, who who went on one? Newcastle kind of went on one, but yeah, we see we see these relegation threatened teams just go on these mad runs, and yeah, we don't want to be a victim of that. But Watford could easily stay up because I kind of talk about it towards the end. But Watford's attack is really good. The defense is pretty bad <laughs> and the midfield not great but um yeah the attack can hurt anyone in the league you'd probably think um so we kind of have to uh look out for that and and city i kind of mentioned that they have a really good record against burnley but yeah i think city didn't they lose someone didn't they lose a defender did stones get injured in the international break so might be Aki and Laporte. I think they've dropped quite a few points when Aki's played. Maybe Diaz gets rushed back. I think he was close to fitness. But we, we've seen Pep rush players back in the past. I think De Bruyne had a couple of years injury plague. So maybe it happens to Diaz as well. But um, yeah, unideal for City at the min. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see if any of the relegation teams step up. Um, hopefully not against us. Please do it against City. That'd be nice. Um and the last thing he was asked about was um, eight games in a month and whether we can rotate. I kind of mentioned it with Thiago and Naby there, but that's probably more for injury purposes, if anything. But there is people in the squad we need to rotate. I mean, Trent kind of not really missed too many games. I've seen about that man that you want to mention earlier. Um, Matip and Kanata, they've kind of found a nice rotation at right centre-back. Maybe we get Simicass a few more games, but Robbo's a machine. Um, Fabinho's going to have to rest at some point so Hendo will have to move there and then we can mix about with the right centre mid Thiago Naby that kind of hopefully, hopefully fixes itself and we finally got options up front so Moore's probably the one constant there but yeah as I mentioned he, again he played um, 120 minutes and 90 minutes at um, international level so maybe he gets a rest at some point but yeah we've got the options now we've probably got the best squad in the league now that Man City got rid of like Ferran Torres and not really replacing squad players that have left in the past. Um, so yeah, it should be interesting. I think Klopp mentioned he wants to rotate as well, or has to rotate. But eight games in a month, it's quite a lot. Uh, and quite a lot of big games. We play Man City every two days or something like that. Champions League as well. Uh, I think, do we play Everton this month? I know we play Man United on my birthday, which is fun. Um I think we play Everton as well. So it's obviously a huge month in terms of number of games and the games themselves. So it's going to be a huge month for us people. And that's basically it. I mean, if you want a more in-depth... Well, I say in-depth. <laughs> on AI Scouting, they kind of left Watford to the last. They did a, they did a uh, worst 11 and then some thoughts on players, but they did preview Watford uh, towards the end of the pod as well. Um Roy's obviously not really highly thought of in Liverpool circles, but in terms of the job he's done at other clubs, I mean, Palace is obviously his long one, but West Brom before that, uh, Fulham before that, he's, he's, he's done a good job at a certain level. 
And it, for me, if they brought Roy in when they brought Ranieri in, I think they probably would have been safe, to be fair. I think, obviously, Ranieri probably had them attacking better than Zisco, uh, I think his name was. Zisco, Zisco Munoz, I think his name was. Um, uh, but Roy, he has kind of, I wouldn't say fixed the defence because there's a lack of quality there, but he's made the team more solid. Um, and then you just kind of want Saar and... Uh, Dennis, etc., and Jao Pedro and Josh King to to kind of just have moments of quality, which they've kind of done in bits and bob. But I think if Roy had a bit longer to work with the the, the squad, they probably could have stayed up. I mean, we've seen the the struggles of Everton, Brentford, Newcastle, etc. <clears throat> they could have dragged more teams into it um, for me. But yeah, obviously we don't really like Roy. Came in at Liverpool at the worst time, but God, the way he spoke about it and stuff like that. I was only young, well, youngish, um, but yeah, Jesus, not a time to remember. But he is good at these types of jobs, and he's already done a miracle runner, as I mentioned at uh, Fulham back in the day. So it'll be interesting to see. They do have good players, as I mentioned, Saar, uh, Dennis, especially this season. Musa Sissoko has been in the league for donkey's years now. Um, Imran Loser seems to be getting a few fans as well. Um, Smashing name as well, loser. Smashing for football. But, um, yeah, it should be interesting. We should win the game regardless. But Watford, in terms of longer-term thoughts, I think they, they could survive. I think they've just got... Well, it doesn't help playing Liverpool. I'm not sure what the fixtures are. But that attack's the best down there. And they, they can score the goals. But, uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Um, I'll finish up with AI stuff. Uh, pod wise, we have Mulby on the spot recorded last night. Unfortunately, I wasn't there, so hopefully it's fine. <laughs> but Trev recorded it. He he records his own stuff every now and then. Um, so hopefully that's fine. But Jan's always on top four, as is Trev. As I mentioned, we did scouted as well. Um, thought worst XI thoughts on players and Watford preview. So that that was a good listen. Um, AI every week on uh, Discord as well. Um, in article-wise, we've got a couple from Sam Maguire, the machine himself. Uh, whilst we're ahead of Watford, should Liverpool be interested in Ismail Assar? We obviously were um, pre-Jota. I think maybe that ship sailed a little bit because he's not really he's not really had the best season. He didn't have the best season in the Championship either. Maybe the, these couple of years and obviously Watford changing manager every two minutes hasn't really helped his development. But depending on the price... Uh, it's probably a no for me. I'd rather. It's probably a very different price bracket. But you look at other players in the Premier League. I mean, is probably top out of the other teams for me in terms of that position. Um, not the biggest fan of Jared Bowen, but he's developed better than Saar has. I mean, Saar, if you're talking, ugh, I don't know, twenty-ish mil, it might be worth a gamble. Um, but. Well, speaking of gambles, Sam's also done an article on should Liverpool be interested in Yuri Tielemans. I think it came out, I think it might be in the Italian press or the Spanish press. I think his price was 25 mil. I can't remember if it was pounds or euros. I really like Tielemans, and obviously we've been linked with people like Chuameni. Bellingham's been long linked, but I think most people assume he'll be at um, Dortmund for at least another season. I like Tielemans. I'm just not sure which role he'd fit in. I'm not sure if he... Is he the Thiago Naby role where you're a bit more defensive and you're playing from deep? Or or is he that right-sided Henderson role where you kind of play wide but you also play like a 10 at times? I think that's probably more where he is, but I'm not sure if he has the natural width 
what Henderson provides at times. I reckon he could do that more so than the Thiago Naby role. But 25 mil for a player who's that good? I, I don't think he can go wrong, especially if um, Chiuameni, who's been linked via Ornstein and stuff like that, if, if the Real Madrid links are true, if he does go to Real, Tielemans could be a spot-on signing. I'm not sure how old he is. Um, let's have a quick looky. I will do a Dave and type live on pod. Duh, 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 duh. He's 24, so I thought he was a bit older than that, to be honest. So he's kind of coming into his peak, if anything, maybe just starting his peak. He's obviously played a lot of football, which um, is a concern. But a fresh start, a, a Jurgen Klopp-managed team, I don't think it could go wrong with Yuri Tielemans. So yeah, I'd be all for that. I thought he was a bit older than that, to be honest. But yeah, if many isn't available, Tielemans probably a very different player, but... Maybe we extend Naby or something like that, use him and Thiago as we have done recently, and Tielemans could probably fill that role as well. Yeah, um, 25 mil if the rumour is true. I think that'd be I think that'd be really good business, smart business as well. Um, but yeah, check out all the stuff on AI, the, them pods I mentioned, the two articles from Sam. I think he has more. I think he has one on Emmanuel Dennis as well. Um, I'll probably put that out tomorrow morning, so just ahead of the Watford game, so you've got the two articles on Watford players there. But that's it from me. Hopefully my uh, slightly nasally, more nasally than usual voice has not been too annoying, or maybe the odd cough or something like that. I do apologise for that. But uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Hopefully Dave's back Monday, so I don't have to do this. Um, but thank you, everyone. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel, so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.